Ramble. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of You Can Sit With Us. I'm one of your hosts, Becky. I'm joined by Matthew. Hello. Our lovely podcast, Pixie Rainey. Hi. And we have for our two Carter series, the angel of the hour, the apple of all of our eyes, <gasps> David Day. I d- 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 David. I actually need that on recording too, just in case <laughs> Becky forgets. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, David Day. Welcome to the I You Can am. Sit With Us couch. I can't believe I made it here. We finally made it here, you guys. We're about to spill all. Spill all the juicy, <laughs> juicy tea. How was everybody's weekend? Anything exciting? <laughs> I, I actually, this is really sad, but I know you guys know this, but I, I called myself for, to stare at a wall for like one hour because I was just trying to blank. <laughs> yeah, just to blank out, you guys. Sometimes you have to do it, you know? It feels good. Clear mind, clear blank canvas. <laughs> <laughs> this is David. I'm I love setting that. The tone. I'm setting the tone, you guys. I love that journey. So the so the exciting thing you did this weekend was stare at a wall for an hour. Stare at a wall. Isn't yes. like the thing that people say is like watching paint dry. Yeah. Yeah. Like I wish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got some projects for you. <laughs> yeah, I got a couple of rooms. I think you would like. <laughs> I got a couple of walls. <laughs> uh, Matthew, you just returned to us. I was in from Hawaii. From beautiful island. Where I was in Hawaii. There? I was meeting my little niece. Ooh. I'm actually so cute, so tiny. Little, little baby. Bebe. She's little baby. so beautiful. Adorable. I feel like she's your sister's twin. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> like when they're little, it's so hard to tell. They keep changing shape. Shapeshifting. <laughs> yeah. Babies shape are just shapeshifting. They're yeah. just kind of like smushy little things. You their know? eyes aren't even like their their true color yet. It's like so mm. weird. She just was sleeping the entire time, right? Yeah. I mean, it's sleeping and crying and eating. I feel like that's the that's best like stage. Just like oh. <laughs> I feel like that's the best stage of babies because then when they can't move and get get away from you, it's like, oh, this is so sweet. They They're need me. With me. Yeah. But when they start running, it's over. I know. Over. It's over. O V E R. Over. I thought it was O V A. Ova. O V A. Ova. 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 Well, you guys, that was so exciting. Let's <laughs> jump on into our next topic. Um, David, for those in our audience that don't know, um, well, I would I don't know how they wouldn't know at this point. You have been in the tri universe since the Buzz so Feed long. days. Yeah. Gosh, so long. He's so been long. around for forever, but Dinosaur. I think most. <laughs> okay, Matthew. Wow. <laughs> you said it, Becky. Not me. Wow. I think most of our audience knows you as. A professional hairstylist. Yeah. And you have worked with some amazing clients. I have. Some celebos. Yeah. Can you tell too. us any fun stories? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm like trying to think if I can name people. We can do fake names. Oh, we can do mm-hmm. fake names. Uh-huh. Well, do you want, there's like a range because I, I feel if you're. The craziest. The craziest. Yeah. It's yeah, the a, craziest. Okay. Um. I was commissioned by a client. Commissioned. Yeah. Like the normally I do house calls. Like in LA, you know, 
a bulk of your money is not from the salon unless you're like a well-established um, stylist or colorist who wants mm-hmm. to work out of the salon all the time, right? Chaz Dean. Yeah, right? <laughs> or create your own Unless label. you have a billboard. <laughs> yeah. Unless you have a billboard, you didn't make it as a stylist. Um, so, <laughs> um, so there was this one time where uh, this client of mine was like, oh, meet me at this hotel. I was like, okay. It was very early in my career. I was like, okay. And they're like, oh, it's going to be at night though. And normally it's like, okay, blowout or like styling. I don't have to do color, right? They're just, no, she, I'll say she. Okay. was like, no, um, just come here. Uh, do you mind if you do a bunch of people too? I'm like, oh, like, is it like a bridal party? Because that sounds like bridal. Yeah. And a, a very Back huge part of the money that I was making in the beginning of my career was bridal. Yeah, you're really good at weddings. Yeah, yeah. like I, I do think, a lot of weddings. Still. I think I have done, I counted like 320 weddings. It's like something crazy, but Hey, that made rent. Right. (laughs) So I went there was a hotel room and it's all these women in, um, like sexy lingerie. So I was like, Oh cool. Like they're just getting ready for their photo shoot. Um, and then they like dress up into whatever it is like in the night. Uh, no. So I gave a blowout to each of them. That sounds really dirty. I gave a blowout to each of them, styled their hair. And she's like, okay, so like, do you think you can get us ready? We're all going to have to line up. And then, um, and then like when we're done, you just watch us go out and then you can take your stuff and leave. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this is so strange. So they're all lining up, they're wearing everything. And then one of them is placing different necklaces on them that have different symbols. And I was like, oh, how cute. And this is the innocent David, by the way, like I'm very. A cult. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Right. Very innocent. I'm like, I'm just here for the paycheck. Like, let's get this shit on the road and get, like go. And so. Um, I'm standing like in the back and then um, the door knocks and the same amount of men come through and they're wearing necklaces. So I was like, oh, okay, cute. Matchmaker, matchmaker. <gasps> and so. You were gentle. It was a swingers party and <gasps> you had to just go find the same uh, symbol on your neck and just basically go for it. And, and go for it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Whoa. And so I obviously didn't know what that was. I thought it was like, oh, cute. They're like dressing up. They're finding their partner. That was not their partner. I don't even know who the hell that was. But I quickly got my money on the counter and like left. I was like, that All was. Cash. Yeah. And I was like, that was the craziest, probably like the craziest. I think Matt's And this was a celebrity. So that was too. super fun. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, like that. And then, like, I think the only other craziest thing that I've ever did, and it all happened in my the beginning of my career, but I used to live in Hollywood and Highland. Matt knows this. That was, like, an early, early part of my, like, life. In Talk LA. about traffic. Talk about a well-known I mean, intersection. But, but <laughs> Matt also had his Vespa at the time, so he could weave in and out. So that was, like, really cute. But at the same time, like, so I cute. used to, because I was this assistant, and again, to make money, I had to um, like do whatever I could. So I I asked my roommate, whatever you yeah, could. in the most positive, <laughs> neutral way. Thank you. Uh, but no, I never did anything. Just for the record. So I asked my roommate if I can. I got a chuckle out of rainy. <laughs> if I can um, turn my balcony into a salon, and I had one girl, and she was very, very beautiful. And she was a poker girl. And this is something I've read in gossip columns at that age, like very, very early, where um, 
you know, there was like celebrity underground poker games, right? <gasps> yeah, there's that movie with yeah. that. Was it Jessica Molly's Chastain? Games? Molly's, yeah, Molly's, Molly's Games. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Bryce Dallas Howard. One and of the redheads. I always say this, but like you only need one person to be your meal ticket for the rest of the, like your your year or like your time as a stylist. Because, you know, other than that, you're like trying to find clients, right? You're just hustling. Because mm-hmm. essentially mm-hmm. what I tell people, and Matt's heard this too, like, and also you, Becky, I think like I think of the world of like hairstyling is you're essentially just stealing each other's clients. Right. <laughs> you're really just stealing somebody else. Everyone's got to get their hair done. Yeah. yeah but there's enough done. food to go around, but you're just mm-hmm. essentially stealing. Um, so this girl came to me on a photo shoot. She's like, can you do my hair? I was like, yeah, of course. She comes to my house. She's like, cute. And I was just, anytime I would have hair color, I would just tell them to get into my shower. I had a really great shower. So I would just make, I would just make <laughs> Ladies, it Ladies, let me take you over here to the <laughs> shower. <laughs> um, but it locks the door. <laughs> she, because my house was on Hollywood Highland and the clubs were all up on, you know, Hollywood mm. Boulevard. Mm. I would get, her ready and then soon enough I would get like multiple girls ready and they would go meet like I guess I could say this like Leonardo DiCaprio and you so know a bunch of yeah like Toby, so they were the like Toby Maguire like they would tell me like it's oh, like kitties. giving like massages to like like oh. you know and they would tell me like experiences and stuff that's not crazy to me but like that's crazy in the way like of getting gaining clients you know I've never have ever experienced that. So I would hear all of these fun stories. I can't share all of them, but like fun stories of my clients going out and they would have cubbies in my house. So they would become my blowout girls where I I would blow them out, get them ready. They would park underneath in the parking lot and they just go up and I would let them out and they would just go clubbing like all the time. What a life. Yeah. (laughs) Or get ready for their parker games. I know. You were the (laughs) pregame. I I guess I was. We're all going to go to David's shower and then out. (laughs) You guys, I give good shower. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Um, Speaking of hair and blowouts and chit-chatting while you get your hair done, tell us how you met Matt. Oh man! Yeah, tell me the story, David. How you know you, we have. Co- how do you, you remember it? Me, Matt. Because I've heard different variations exactly. of this story, and They're, I think you're both liars. <gasps> she just states it like it is. Maybe because Becky's the liar. Ooh. <laughs> um, there's a lot of Gemini energy in this room, by the way. So sorry about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> David apologizes um, as well. <laughs> I know, I know. It's true. Um, well, we have conflicting stories just to let everyone know. Uh, I'm mine is the best me. though, because I was the most <laughs> sober of us two. News to me. <gasps> Matt was um, drinking. So <laughs> I when I came to LA, um, my roommate was basically my access key to a lot of like um, social groups. And there was a very, I, I guess like Gaijin group of, um, community that I wanted to join. And he was definitely into gay Asians. So he brought me along for a Halloween party and I dressed as the boy from up. So I'm thinking this is, again, this is the very catty heron of, uh, mean girls where you're dressing like the cutest or the, you know, like the fun outfit or this, or the um, like true to form horror outfit. And there was like no in between because I was literally in between. Everybody else was just sexy. Uh, so sexy. 
I was like, and Matt was sexy. What Hello. was Matt wearing? Matt was wearing like G.I. Joe wear. Let's say <gasps> that. Sexy G.I. Joe, I think it was, right? Like military? Zombie. Yeah. Okay. Mo- zombie Matt. military. <laughs> you minx. And there was a hot tub time machine is what I call it. <clears throat> and we were in the hot tub. I remember this. And I was saying hi. We had like a brief conversation like, hi, how are you? Blah, 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 blah. And then I think I saw him in the party again. And that was it. And then maybe a few weeks later, I walk through the salon and it's Matt. I was like, oh my God, hi. Doesn't remember me. Doesn't even know who I am. Really super nice. Obviously, he has like (laughs) twinkly eyes, you know? And you're like, hi. He doesn't remember anything. Just like, oh yeah, I went to that party. Oh, that's my That's my version. And I think it's the right version. All right. Well, everyone put that in your heads. Remember all the details. And now we're going to hear from the other party involved, Matthew McLean. Um, I don't think David was actually at that party. Oh I think God. he is making this up. <laughs> he was an aspiration. It's funny because I... Aspirational parties. <laughs> oh, my God. I have evidentiary support, just to let you know. Um, I just went on Facebook to crowdsource who I should go to get a haircut from. <laughs> and one of our mutual friends had said, you have to go to David Dang. So then I called David Dang's long and made an appointment. Like people normally do to get their hair done. <laughs> and then I show up and David's not there. <laughs> and the guy's like, let me call him. The receptionist is like, let me call him. Let me call him. Like 45 minutes later in true <gasps> David Dang fashion. I... I okay, let's let's say this. I admit that time wasn't the best characteristic that I that I held at that moment. But you know, but again, I was like, who is this mofo on my books? And it was like Matt. And then he didn't even remember who I was. So 45 minutes is a gift. Uh, <laughs> sounds like a punishment. <laughs> sounds like Matt took that out of your tip. But do you notice like how he didn't talk about the party and went straight to I crowdsourced online? I was like, you were there, sir. I was at the party, but you weren't there. Doesn't remember. Was Eugene at the party? No, no, that was pre-Eugene. Yeah. Pre-Eugene. So uh, people don't know because I think people think that Eugene and I were friends and then I met Matt then. But actually it's very opposite. I met Matt first years prior Years. 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 years when I was a wee boy and Matt was so old and uh, <laughs> role reversal <laughs> role reversal is happening <laughs> oh, yeah we've been friends for so long it's so good though Matt's like probably the longest friend I've had in LA oh, oh yeah. so cute uh, 12, 12 years 12 years is it not is, how long have you been in LA <laughs> I think it's like however long you've been in LA plus like not plus, but like minus like six months maybe, right? Yeah, like it's been over 11 years. That's crazy, you guys. <gasps> yeah. yeah, strong. That's I think nice. like, yeah, because you were in a relationship at that time. That relationship. You I know, he's like monogamy times 1,000. <clears throat> and then um, I've seen you through so many life chapters. Yeah. Ditto. All the chapters. Yeah, and you've seen me through so many life chapters. Ditto. Do you know how we, okay, so this is how we really became friends. Like, so when we had that salon session experience, right, we had like such a great vibe and great energy. And I think I'm still <clears throat> like this. You can probably say yay or nay, but I was telling him like, hey, we should go on a, like a friend date. 
right? And he was like, yeah, sure. And we exchanged numbers and then I called him and we went to this little place on Sunset. It was our favorite like sushi place because it was so cheap. It was like two or three dollars. And we <laughs> went. Are. Yeah, and that was our first taste and we, we haven't stopped talking. But I felt that Matt would <clears throat> never talk to me again because I was going through a breakup with a long distance relationship at the time. <gasps> and I was explaining to him like what my feelings were and how it, I was very young and like how I was like, lamenting. Oh, yeah, like going through the process of this, like Pining. breakup, whatever. And Matt just stood there or sat there and was like, mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Okay. I was like, oh my God, we're never going to talk again. And then, Sometimes you just have to get your feelings out, you know? <laughs> what response were you looking for from me? No, but I wasn't looking for like anything particular, but I just felt like, <sighs> you know, when you keep rambling and yeah. then you're like, oh shit, this is like too much, but I can't stop now. I just have to keep going. Keep digging. Yeah. Keep digging. Yeah, keep deeper, going. Deeper. Like, deeper, keep deeper. doing it. Sometimes you'll come out on yeah, the other side. Yeah, and thank God we continue to be friends. <laughs> Otherwise, I was like, oh no, I just lost a friend. But yeah, it was good. Do you still go to each other for relationship advice? I think so. I mean, yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. I feel like I explain a lot more. Matt's a little bit more guarded. And you can say that. I can say that about you. Like, you're a little more guarded. But I feel like you have such a good business sense. Not to say, like, your romantic relationships or businesses. But I feel like his mind is very like he can think through things faster than me. I'm very emotional based. Like mm-hmm. I straight up go like, what the F, <laughs> you know? And I will call him up sometimes or like go to, I don't even call Matt. I think I just show up at your house and go like, we need to chat right now. Yeah. But Matt's kind of like, I have to like catch up with Matt about that more or less. He doesn't call me for that, but I think we do. Yeah. What, good. Ed, what do you think Matt calls you the most for? For skin and hair advice. Or or currently now, it's more TikTok based about LASIK skincare. Well, David was like, I want to get laser. And I'm like, okay, like which one? And he's like, he like sends me like the definition of like the laser. And I'm like, well, duh. <laughs> but what brand? Like what? You know what I mean? Like yeah. what brand? You're getting a CO2 so- laser. You, you want to do like. Morpheus 8 microneedling radio frequencies. Like, what do you exactly. want to do? So now every time I see something on TikTok that's about, you know, facial It's laser, now part of his FYP, him. right? It's now part of his FYP because he's like doing research for me and just sending me like the grossest TikToks and go like, like this? And I'm like, oh my gosh, that is not I it. signed you up. <laughs> you made Your you an appointment already. Melted. Your face is about to get melted. I, But also I think that you and I talk about travel a lot too. Yeah. And we talk about travel and we talk about house stuff. Well, you guys have gone on a lot of vacations together. Yeah. You are vacation buddies. What mm. are all of the countries that you've gone to together? I mean, which ones haven't we been to? I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, that's so probably weird. actually the question. <laughs> Let's just keep going. That's probably, we should go the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start from that. What was your first international vacation together? Canada? Is that, inter- that's international. It's international. It's a different yeah, country. Yeah. That'll be your first, right? Canada. Yeah. Vancouver. Yeah. Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, that was the first one. A lot of maple involved <laughs> maple. in that. And then we've been to Vietnam twice. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Becky, you joined us. With me. Mm-hmm. That was so sweet. And Greece, your favorite, because I was there too. as well. Greece. <laughs> Greece. We've and been to Mex- Mexico. Mexico. Oh, yeah, Mexico. With me also. <laughs> yeah. I know, I feel oh like a lot of the international travels. <laughs> we did a lot of, we've done, 50, not 50 states, but we've done more like North America a lot together. Mm-hmm. 
But you know, I think you would probably agree with this too, Becky, because like when you travel with people, it's hard because you're trying to find one. It's not hard because you want to go to places. Mm -hmm. So that's easy. But like to travel with somebody, it's really difficult. Oh yeah. People have different expectations. Yeah. Yeah. They want to do different things. And some people like go with the flow people. Some people like we have to do this. And there's a combination. And sometimes you need one and the other two. And then you're like the middle neutral person that's kind of moderating. Mm-hmm. But I think Matt and I, when we started traveling, we, we well, first and foremost, it started as like Palm Springs-ish. Like, okay, we can, I think we can do that. We can do like a long getaway. Mm-hmm. Then it became more like, okay, let's try this like in different states. Because Matt was traveling a lot for work. Mm-hmm. And I was too. So I would just reroute my flights home to like wherever Matt was staying because Matt would be like weeks on end. I would be more like a week at it like here and there. And so when I would like spend like the weekend with him or something, that was fun because we're always doing that. So that kind of prepared us to go, okay, I think we have the same like travel love language. Yeah. Right. And we can do this together. So it's been good. I mean. Vegas. Vegas Vegas. all the time. We went to Portland, Seattle, Seattle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That we went to Santa. Oh my gosh, that was a cold. <laughs> I still remember that. And we were like traveling throughout. You and I were like walking. We're like, yeah. yeah, let's try to find things in this cold to do. Yeah. I think we also, one of my favorite memories from that trip is we went to that hard. Do you remember going to that hard kombucha like bar? <sighs> it was like a bar restaurant. And we were like so cold. We had just like done the Ferris wheel. And we were like, we just want to get a drink, but we actually want to drink it and like walk or like go back. Yeah. So like this guy makes us our drinks and then there are to-go cups kind of sitting near us. <laughs> and the minute that man turned around, we were like, <laughs> we like and then we just right ran, away. we just yeah. ran out the door. That we were was like, I hope fun. I actually <laughs> saw those photos. It always comes up in my memory and we always look so snuggly, but I just remember like we were, our faces were freezing. That's it. Uh, it was a chilly cold place. Frozen. Yeah. When um, do you remember meeting David Inc. for the first time, Becky? Oh my God. When do I remember? What's your first memory of David? My first when he was memory. <laughs> My first memory. I know. It's been so long. I don't know. What, it, it would have been at your house probably mm-hmm. or your apartment. I'm trying to think so too because was it with Keith or was it just by yourself? I would assume it was by myself. I know. I think. The crazy part is maybe this is the Gemini in us because we have so many <laughs> memories that we're yeah. like, where do we place our like focus? We can't like, we're, yeah. like it's just like all over the place, you know? Yeah, I really don't remember the first time I met David. I remember when David was my boss. Oh <laughs> gosh, I actually worked for David. A lot of people don't know <laughs> yes. that. Yeah, David was Daddy David. <laughs> Daddy <laughs> was David. Daddy David for a second? He gave me like one of my first jobs after makeup school when I was like, I went back. So was serving, went to makeup school, served on the weekends, mm-hmm. finished makeup school, went back to serving, was like, why am I still serving? And David's <laughs> like, well, actually. Do you want to come work for me? You want to sell skincare <laughs> yes. in Ulta? And I was like, yes, bitch, I do. <laughs> I, and I'm not taking credit at all, but I think like for you as an individual at that time, one, we were going through so much together, mm-hmm. like you personally with your family and then me personally just in general, like. And the chapters like combining and just being like, okay, we're here. Mm-hmm. But I also think like that's when you fell in love with even more beauty. Like, oh, yeah. Because you're so beauty focused now. But I love Becky's journey, beauty everybody cool. out there. And yeah. I know everybody <laughs> loves Becky too. But like her journey as a be- beauty, like skin enthusiast, like all that stuff, I like really kind of gained traction Definitely at that point. evolved. Yeah. And started there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It did. I think that's when David and I first like, 
know. I think we were friends before that, though. Like, we it would was go easy. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess. And I every time we saw each other, time. it was always like, hi. Yeah. <laughs> it was really like no time had passed. And you know, those are the good, like, that's good energy mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. And I also feel like because you were traveling so much for work at one point, too, that you're really good at being like, you know, like, like you said, no time passes. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you don't talk for a little while, it's like, oh, well, I'll talk to him later. Yeah. It'll David happen. is the social butterfly. He is. David knows everyone. The definition. He's always fluttering somewhere. <laughs> okay. I remember somewhere. when Matt said something to me where I, I don't even know if you remember this. Um, and this was like pre-Becky and Try Guys <laughs> and all that stuff. But he would always say like, oh, here comes David for 15 minutes. We'll get him for 15 minutes. And I'm like, no. That's very true. And then I'm gone. Like, you're like, did you leave the party? I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, I had to go. It's always that. But you know, like my concept, I think at the time, like I'm such a salesman, as you know, like I try to sell everybody on, mm. on life. Like keep living. You know, it's like, yeah. I'll sell you on why you need to <laughs> keep living. Yeah, I'll sell you on why you need to keep living. So I'm going to sell you life. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know. It was in my mind of just like, the more like I network because I was, mm-hmm. you know, an assistant, like you have to network. I think because my, earliest memory of my my mentor was like if you do not make it onto the floor in two years you will be fired and that like was burned into my my mind so I just said I need to meet as many people as possible and cut as much hair as I can otherwise I'm not going to be able to make it in LA so I feel like that's what really charged me to be the social butterfly he already tapped out of our group wow (laughs) he's like bye no more mingling (laughs) wow I think I've touched everyone's like hair in our group yeah. At least once, either just fun styling or like shaping or something. What's um? What's the floor? If you don't make it. Oh, sorry. The floor is like this stage. No, your mm-hmm. life stage. The cutting floor. Um, the cutting floor. It's like just the floor is just like uh, where all the stylists are and they're shaping or they're like coloring and whatnot. Like, like when yeah. you go get a haircut, that's the floor. Yeah, yeah. they just call it the floor. We call oh, it the floor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 But to be an actual haircutter or instead of just a haircutter, like a haircutter or yeah. assistant. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think a lot of people don't know one really fun fact about David, and that is if He's you double joint up. <laughs> if you give him just enough alcohol, he is a dancing machine. That's true. He can't stop, won't stop dancing. And he tries her money. He yeah. does spins. <laughs> he goes on the floor. Mm-hmm. Oh my After god. After being at a few weddings with David, uh it wedding. might be one of my favorite variations. <laughs> I just did it at Maggie's party and I didn't even remember I did that. That's so sad. Actually, Hector just asked, he's like, Did you just learn moves? Did you take a dance class? I was like, No, I just love dancing. I feel like when you're you in a band. You meticulously back- watch every single music video. Actually, <laughs> and yeah, every choreography routine. I video myself and then I improve on that. <laughs> and improve- <laughs> Speaking of video, David was on a TV show when he was younger, right? Oh my God. Right? It was nothing crazy. Uh, uh, uh. It was, what, which one was it? I was like, are you talking about the, the one vi- with your sister, right? Oh, no, no, no. So I was on a Vietnamese network show. So I had my own TV show. Is that what you're talking about? He's been on many yeah. a TV show. He's yeah. been on so many TV shows. Yeah, it's so, hard to keep track. Oh, my gosh. I've been an extra. You probably see me in different things. I was on a commercial. I was on multiple commercials, actually. Um, I just found this, like, what is it called? Like, real that I had a long, long time ago. Like, when I was trying to, like, break into your the Sizzle industry. Reel? Yeah, Sizzle Reel. <laughs> Um, but I had a TV show on a Vietnamese network called Little Saigon TV. And it was 
Um, actually, Matt was on it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I forgot. Matt was on multiple episodes. I've been on many episodes. Matt was on my music video when I did. Yeah, a David music has a music video. video. Look it up. You can no. Google it. Um, David Dang oh music video. And this is okay. This uh, I won't break away too much, but this is like the sign of a true friend. When I call Matt up, Matt is always there. Like that's how I knew Matt and I were going to be like really, really lifelong, like um, kindred spirits, right? <laughs> um, so. <laughs> So whenever I called Matt up for anything, he would always be there. Like no matter what. I think it's support. very, very true. Well, like support. The definition support of support system for sure. Um, but I was starting out, I, w- I got a little bit of budget at this um, small TV network uh, for the Vietnamese community. I'm such a proponent of propelling the Vietnamese community because we're so small, but yet mighty in the pho region, right? Our, our col- culinary arts pho region. Real. Phenomenal. Um, so... I I made it, I came up with this concept of like David is social butterfly, but it's like the jack of all trades and the master of nothing. So I'm just gonna do every episode, bring my friends in and like do something fun with them or like create something new. And so this was like Justin Bieber had just come out with Baby, right? And <laughs> I was like, it would be really great to like create a hit single, even though I know it's not going to go viral, but I'm like, how do you create a single in general? So I broke down how you create a single. So I had this really good friend who wrote uh, a song for me. And <gasps> I then, mean, you must sing part of it now. Yeah. You can't tease it. I, I don't even remember the lyrics. <gasps> I think it was such oh, a, like your own a, song. <laughs> I, I do, but I don't. So, um, so she helped like, me. Don't tempt me. Don't she tempt me. helped me, me walk through the process of writing, and then she helped me um, understand like how to record. So her boyfriend actually recorded where the thrill. He was like a, a tech at the thriller where the thriller album from Michael Jackson was um, was recorded, and I recorded my single where Michael Jackson stood. Yes, it was so wild. And recorded the song and then made a music video. Subsequently didn't have, didn't know anything how to do create a video at all. And called Matt up and said, hey, so here's the concept of the video. Can you make it? He's like, okay. Brought his friend Larry and joined and they were the extras. So if you find this video, they are literally in the back. Yeah, we had a dance. Do you shake your booty? He was Charlie Chaplin. We had to dress in costumes. Yeah, so it was on Hollywood Boulevard where everyone on dresses Boulevard in at costumes. six a.m. in the morning. We're gonna need to link it down below. Yeah, <laughs> link down we below. We need to link down guys, below. Like need, and subscribe. It needs about a million more like people viewing it. So please make it go viral. <laughs> make it go viral. Make it go viral. Speaking of viral, David, we have some rapid fire. It has nothing to do with going viral. Oh, okay, um, we have okay. some rapid fire questions for you. Yeah, we want to know. We want to know. These are some commonly asked questions okay. on our podcast. And we want to know what your gut reaction okay. is. Yeah, what's your reaction, David? We're calling this David's gut. Ooh, <laughs> gosh. Gut David. Gut, Dave, gut check David. Oh, my God. Gut health with so, David. Yeah. <laughs> Taking a probiotic with David. <laughs> Um, rapid fire question number one, your friend made out with your ex and lied about it. (gasps) What do you do? My friend made out with my ex and lied about it. Mm -hmm. Oof. Um, slash tires. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Emotional. I'm emotional. So I'll go straight for the gut. Okay. Love slash tires. Yeah. David, how do you know when to execute a friend breakup? Uh, 
Execution. Execution. Oh, and have I've you broken so up many. with any friends recently? Yes, I've been through so many friends. Break- <laughs> no, just kidding. I actually haven't. I've been through one. I think Matt knows who. But um, I think we all know who. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Um, how do I execute it? I think it's just more or less like have a good thoughtful conversation with myself <clears throat> as to like why this is happening mm-hmm. and then have a thoughtful conversation with this person. And then from there, I'll have my answer. And more or less, it's like, I know where it's going. But sometimes you want to go in with a good intention. And then if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Good That's probably the most painful one, though. Oh, yeah. Those are painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not fun. Not fun. Um, David, you have a crush on your friend's brother. But told your friend, and she asked you not to pursue it. It's very specific. <laughs> this is, is this relationship specific. advice or real life? It's only, <laughs> it seems like only, re- no, it comes, there's more community, more of them about communication after this. But the oh, okay. first three, just about love. So <laughs> if, love. if it was me, say it one more time. Okay. So like if, if you had a crush on my brother yeah, and yeah, I was I like, it. David, you cannot fucking date my brother. What would you do? Oof, would you date my brother? I actually have been in this, this huh? specific <gasps> Whoa. Uh, scenario. And this is what happened. And maybe this was young, David, but I you did it anyway. I ended no, I ended up not doing it. I had I have loyal bro code like in my body. Like mm-hmm. I just can't break that code. It's probably the military background, but I just can't do it. So I ended up not pursuing it. Mm. I just want to pursue mm-hmm. it, but like at the same time, that's me. But I also know on the flip side, if the the love or the connection was really strong talk to my friend like hey yo like here's the deal but my commitment is to you as a friend it always will be too i think that's where the loss comes mm. in love. yeah love beautiful advice do you regret it <gasps> do you regret not that pursuing specific, it that specific incident yeah, yeah i do cuz i feel sometimes that we could have had like an amazing life together <gasps> yeah life yeah I feel like that sometimes, but I mean, my, my current partner right now is like, he's an amazing man. And I know that you guys have met him too. So he's an angel, Hector, 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 our angel. So sweet. I miss him so much. Um, how do you make friends in a new city? David? Oh, this is perfect for you, David. You're always always in a new city. You're always in a new city. Um, gosh, with social media, it's so easy now. Like you just slide into yeah, everyone's DMs. Slide into a DM. Hey, what's that? Um, <laughs> you know, the best way possible for me is very much. Uh, I think it's unfair because I am a hairstylist, so that's always like an entry point into conversation, right? Mm. And then I can like sell and convert really quickly. What right? do you do? You like go and be like. <laughs> like oh honey you need a note this, note this honey guys. these ends oh. Oh. <laughs> sweetie fry lights. I think we could Yikes. take a couple inches <laughs> yeah. um, I always try to have the most organic conversation with people but here if I meet one person my best possibility at that point is how many friends do you have? Like I try to find out the friend catalog and then go like, Oh my God, we should definitely have drinks together, have drinks. I'm like, Oh, like we should definitely hang out with your friends. And so from there, like it's where I like the beehive starts, right? Like I'm like, Oh, it's (laughs) like, I'm going to get into the network and that's how normally it works for me. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a lot of, especially during the pandemic, like there's a lot of people who are now adjusted to digital life. Mm -hmm. I feel like honestly, this sounds crazy, but to have an organic, chat with somebody 
on Instagram, even our TikTok is so much easier now. Like, hey, you're such a cool guy. Like, definitely tell me about that video or like, whoa, where did you get those leggings or where did you get, you know, those shoes? And that starts the conversation. I've had a lot of those recently. Yeah. Love. So just slide into some DMs. Yeah. And but sliding be into friends DMs, with your friend's friends. But sliding into DMs, like what, like seven years ago was like, ew. Like, it was ew. saucy. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, yeah, I just get it all the time. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> a chit chat. Just like a chit chat. Um, and last but not least, David, what's the best way to approach confrontation? Because I feel like you're not very confrontational. No, my heart just stopped. You're very like What's the best approach for confrontation? Yelling. (laughs) Slashing tires. With grace. Um, (laughs) Cursing. uh, I know I speak about this a lot, but like clearing your mind and like clearing Stare at a wall. Stare at a wall. I feel like that will go down. You know what? I feel like that's going to go down in history. Go to time out. Go to time out. Time time yourself out. I'm going to mark it right now, Rainy, that that from now on, they're just going to go, let's think of David for something and go like, staring at a wall. Staring at a wall. Yeah. Try, guys, try staring at a wall. Try it. (laughs) I cal yourself. Um, (laughs) I cal. cal. (laughs) Time to stare at the wall. (laughs) Uh, Like, honestly, clear intention and. Um, know why you're doing it, the confrontation. I feel sometimes people, again, you're myself, emotion, yeah, and my myself being emotional, like, and I mm-hmm. know myself very well at this point in my life. So I'm like, don't react. Give yourself five days, then put down the intention as to why you want to confront this person mm-hmm. and then go for it. But like, do it with love. I feel sometimes like people want to go for the jugular and you're like, you're not trying to hurt somebody. You're just trying to find the answer, right? Like, give me the answer as to why you feel like that. And you yeah. might not ever get... of the answer. That's true. You're never going to get it. So know that going into it. You're like, this person is probably going to defend themselves because us as humans, we always feel like we're right in Mm -hmm. everything. So it's like, oh, I'm right. I'm right no matter what. And then at one point you're going to think, actually, I'm not right. But if this other person is receptive to the honest energy, it's going to be like, okay, listen, you are a dick. You know, like, <laughs> that's why we're not talking. Piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you're not talking. You slept with my boyfriend. <gasps> oh my oh. God. Do you remember this? Sidebar, Trauma. sidebar. When Matt, Matt and I, people don't know this either, we actually shared a wall in an apartment. So we we actually lived next to each other. He Your was names. he was Neighbors. the Melrose place that I needed, right? Like whenever <laughs> I needed to run from something, I'd be like at Matt's house. Matt probably, that's how we probably became even better friends when he made me all the dinners in 2016. <laughs> that was all, my whole health was to Matt. Um, and no, you guys would throw parties. In yeah, the we did complex. progressive parties. Yeah. But upstairs, there was a, a same-sex couple, right? Male. And they were very interesting and strong. I'm going to say interesting <laughs> and Asian. strong. So my, the positioning and the planning of that, apartment i happened to be above their like master bedroom so i and i could hear everything there was one time when i just heard like it is not okay for you to kiss my friend (gasps) oh my god God, this is just what i heard like something is happening God, that Not was good. that was a crazy time. They were a little wild. I mean, luckily they did end up breaking up, which I think is uh, the best thing. Thank you, Buddha. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Sounds we didn't really like know them that well. But. Great couple. That, but that was like what I always think of, like for confrontation. It's not like, okay for you to. It's not okay for you to see with my friend. It's like, oh my god, David. So I know you're on. You're you've been in the Try Guys world for a long yeah. time, but I feel like I'm like. 
coming into this. So can you give me like just context of like, like you mentioned the military, like can you sort of like give a timeline or like bird's eye view of like moving to LA or like what sort of, because now you're not doing hair. Yeah. And like, like how you got tell on the floor. Step by step, minute by minute, your life. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, like where were you born? Time in yeah. the last few Memoirs of a geisha. Okay. A geisha. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Emphasis on gay. Um, uh, so timeline before I came to LA, when I came to LA. How old were you when you came to LA? Um, Negative oh man. <laughs> I think it was. I think I was 26, okay. 27. I feel like that's late. I feel like when people come to LA, it's like early. Like they come early here to LA. Yeah. I came late, but luckily I grew up in Orange County. So I was very close. So okay. that wasn't too much of a late rumor. I guess the vibe was very still close to LA. Yeah. But prior to me becoming a hairstylist, I was actually a bank manager. For, for what is now known as Chase. The um, Bank of David. Uh, yeah. Bank so David. I was in finance because I Count feel when coins. you grow up, people say um, you're either going to be your dad, who is a doctor of acupuncture, acupressure, <laughs> or your mom, which is an accountant. So I leaned towards accounting, but then majored in comms. So, <laughs> so I had an epiphany and I really, um, I was closeted at the time, but I had an epiphany because it was like deep red Orange County, which is still deep red Orange County. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, I had an epiphany and just wasn't happy, happy in life and thought to myself, like, how do I change my mm-hmm. life or how do I shift? I was really acneic. I had like cystic acne over my neck. So it was not only Stress. internal. Yeah, it was not only Ugh. internal, it was external. And this is when I made the most powerful decision for myself and saying like, I need to do something else. And life sent me the sign and I became a hairstylist. I saw school. I went to school for free. Yes, thank you. One thing that the governor did for us is fund, <laughs> yeah, is fund um, adult <laughs> education. So I went to school for $800. What was the sign though? What was the sign? That is such a great question. I don't think anybody's <laughs> ever asked me what my the sign was. It was like like in Catholic religion, don't you don't you hear like um saints always hearing something from God or like they always like, oh, this was the sign that I yeah. changed my life. Yeah. Um I think my sign was <laughs> what we now equate to like depression, I guess. Like depression. And I was very like just sad. Like I was just a sad person. Um, I'm not the David you see now was not the David you saw then. It was just kind of like very robotic and Stepford. Um, but the sign that I had was really vocally speaking out into life saying, how can I change my life? Literally asking that question and saying it verbally. And at that moment, I was in Garden Grove. Mm-hmm. And to the right was a school that said cosmetology inquire within and I thought to myself well I want to be I love I'm a francophile so I like love anything Parisian French and so I said oh I want to learn French and I want to be French I'm going to cut hair like that's what I thought. What? I don't know how the that connection. Yeah, I don't know how that cosmetology. Yeah, cosmetology. Yeah, you don't know. I mean, like that sounds Bonjour, very Smith, Smith. weird. I was Emily in Paris before she was. Um, David, David in Paris. But also, like, what what is it? Like Mean Girls, they said, like, uh, which is like, what's the same language in every country? It's like math. It's mm-hmm. like, what's the same language in every country? It's like beauty. It's like the same. Like yeah. you can cut hair the same in every country, right? So I'm mm-hmm. like, if I move to France, I need an occupation. So it all trickled from there, the sign. And I went in 
And they said, oh, you have to be on a raffle because there's so many people who want to be part of this program. Like, well, what's the, what's the time frame? She's like, it could be one day. It could be one year. It could be three years. I don't know. And I'm like, what's the shortest amount that person has ever gotten in? Mm -hmm. They're like, it's about a year. Wait, I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm not like dying. So I put my name in. Kid you not. Friday of that week. I think that was Tuesday, Friday that week. They're like, so we'll need you to start on Monday. Your name was pulled. It was wild. I was like, there's no way. You're a like, lottery winner. Yeah. She pulled ding, my ding, name. Ding, ding. And again, I went to school for free, $800 for the kit. And I and I went <laughs> home and this is when I knew this the the intention and the signs were coming through. I went back home to my parents. I was living um, with my cousin at the time. I went home to my parents and I really just like let it out. I said like, okay, so I'm going to shift my life. And they were very supportive. Well, at least my dad was. My mom was supportive but still freaked out. And then I said, um, I'm going to ask you, can I come home and live with you for one year? I only need mm. one year. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be out. And they're like, well, you can stay. You don't have to like go. But one, fine, one year, right? And then I said, oh, and by the way, like, I'm gay. <gasps> yeah. You did it all at once? Yeah. I was like, here's like layers upon layers. Like, um, You just did it all, everything. Yeah, I did. And then I said, I'm gay. And then... My dad, I remember this, and this is going to make me, like, emotional. My dad said, okay, as long as you're happy, like, that's fine. And my mom was like, okay. And this is very Catholic, so this has nothing to do with her. But for upbringing, she was like, do we need to get you, like, a psychiatrist or, like, a priest? Like, we should talk to a mm-hmm. priest, right? I'm like, well, he's probably gay, too. You know, like, <laughs> you know, so, um, so I told him, like, well, give me a year. I actually said that to her. I'm like, give me a year. I just need to figure it out for a year Mm -hmm. and then we'll figure it out. And I think because my mom's an accountant. So if you gave her a deadline, she's like, okay, got it. Right. Mm -hmm. So the love language I understood. So I came home and that was it. And really like the way I kind of made it out of that situation in a positive way was really bringing my parents along my journey with me as like um, a homosexual man, like talking about dating, like what I'm feeling and yeah. And then came to LA shortly after that because I felt like if I ever had a family, I would say like daddy became a celebrity stylist at one point. I could give those like those like sound bites or like stories. And that's really what drove me to L.A. Yeah. When you were working at the bank, were you in Orange County? Orange County. Yeah, I was in Orange County. Okay, so you were in Orange County living with your cousin. And then what garden? Where was the garden at? A garden Grove. I love it. <laughs> Where's the garden? Where's the garden? Garden Grove is also in Orange County. So oh, everything was happening and manifesting yeah, in Orange County. County. Okay, okay. Yeah, sorry about that. No, and, um, then, yeah. and then what was the France connection? So because my mom is French, like she's Vietnamese French, right? Okay. Born Vietnamese, went to France at like the age of 14, lived there for like 14, 16 years. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she like immersed herself in the French culture. So she used to speak French to us when we were younger and she dressed me like a French boy. So like it's already technically (laughs) in my blood, I feel. And she stopped speaking French to us. I think when I was like five years old, because she said no one speaks French here. And you need to speak Spanish because everybody speaks I mean, that's Spanish. That's not untrue yeah, of like, Southern California. Yeah, of course. So <laughs> my dad taught himself Spanish and then started teaching my sister and myself. But I was more of the artist of the family. My sister's more of the linguistic. Uh, she majored in Spanish. So, uh, but forever, I kept always like dreaming of going to France. I've been to France a few times, like, and I just love the culture. My mom would you know, cook us French food, like literally would have to place everything as a French boy. Like I went to French school for a little bit, like things like that. Like, 
So that's where like the love of France came in. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, American culture, it's always so fast paced and like so shiny, right? So mm -hmm. things just got convoluted <laughs> in my dreams. But then always going back to like France as like the key holder of like why it like drove me to what I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, the it was it a cosmetology school? Mm -hmm. And it was, it was cosmetology and esthetician, but um, it was more cosmetology. Esthetician mm -hmm. only had like two or three students because in the state of California, <laughs> Um, it's 1600 hours. So that's like a year's worth. Mm -hmm. And then cosmetology or um, esthetician work is like half of that, if not just a little bit less. Mm -hmm. So people who want like licenses right away, they do skin work. And then people who are like down for the long haul, they do it for a year. But California is the hardest state out of all states to get a license in. But once you get the license, you can actually travel to different states and move and it will transfer. But any state that comes into California, it doesn't work. Yeah, it's like you have to take additional hours or like, yeah, it's really crazy. I used to be a school director. That was like once in my life too. A school director for a beauty school. Oh my God. Full circle. David yeah. has lots of jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think this podcast has enough time. <laughs> all your jobs. Yeah, a lot of that. So that's how yeah. it all happened. And then, So you moved to LA and you moved to, did you move to Hollywood first? So when I came to LA first... I was, was that sorry was, was that right after you graduated so after I graduated I learned I started um like mentoring in Orange County for about less than like eight months mm -hmm. and then thought to myself I need to come to LA because I really want to make it big yeah and um I actually applied for over I think like 200 300 positions on Craigslist when it was still alive and kicking before the Craigslist killer um, uh, yeah, maybe before Craigslist became scary. What is the Craigslist killer? Maybe you were the Craigslist killer. Uh, okay. <laughs> These guys. Um, uh, and uh, was just trying, I was like applying for like managerial work at a salon, like not managerial, um, janitorial work at a salon. Like I would sweep after everybody left, anything, like shampoo boy, something, right? And I remember this, the hills were so hot back then, right? And the, the hill, show? Yeah, the hills, the show. And the Hills, these girls went to a, a salon in LA called Warren Tricomi. <gasps> yes. That's where you were. And oh that, yeah. my God. And I was like, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it there. And I went a few times. They were like, sorry, the position is full. Like, no, we don't need, we're not looking for anybody. So funny. On Craigslist, I applied for one of the many jobs I did. And one of them, they called me back and said, oh, we'll need you to come to Santa Monica. We're doing an open call really quickly on for the next star assistant. And I was like, okay, whatever, I'm going to come. <laughs> I came and the moment, I think you know this story, Matt, like the moment I arrived, the cameras were on me and I thought like, oh, this is the wrong person. Like this is not, I'm not the right person. In my little Yaris, I was like, <laughs> that's not it. Like I'm not anybody. They're like, oh no, you're here for the um, audition, right? And I go, yeah. They said, so it was an MTV show called MTV Hired. And um, it was a show because it was during a, like one of the recessions or something like really bad. And they were like showcasing what not to do during interviews or what mistakes you're making and how to get around them. Right. Mm. And so they were just doing B-roll at the time. And I was against like a thousand people for this star role or like the star assistant in a salon. I'm like, what salon is this? I have no clue. But I was super prepared as a nerd. I had like my briefcase and my, my caboodle of like, like um, curling irons and stuff, like just in case anything should happen. It was for Warren Tricomi. <laughs> the craziest thing, it was for the salon I've been trying to get for the last like eight months. And what full circle moments and like crazy life, 
I beat a thousand people and became the assistant. And I remember- David was the star assistant. <laughs> he won the lottery twice, you guys. You guys, <laughs> this is the funny part. Like you just believe it. Like it's the funny part. I arrived on my first day and the receptionist I hounded for like eight months saw me and almost died. She was like, <laughs> no. no. And I said, it's me. Like I'm back. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's how I broke in. But I was only working for like- Seven dollars, believe it or not, like seven dollars under the table, and so like, how can you live under seven dollars on the table in LA? So, fun facts: like, I would actually drive from Orange County to LA, which is about fifty miles, and um, I would sleep in my car and wash my face at McDonald's. Yeah, like those were like the hard, like early days of just wanting like the position, like go to McDonald's, wash the my grind. face. Like, right. And then like sleep in my car and then wake up and act like I had just arrived. Like it was like wild. My whole car, that car like brought me so much good luck. Poor car. Rest in peace. But <laughs> R.I.P. Yaris. Yeah. What was the job itself? <clears throat> so it was an assistant to the salon and uh, I couldn't be any happier because, you know, you assist like colorist, uh, stylist. And the difference, by the way, is you see a lot of stylists do both or they just cut hair only or they, which I call shaping hair. They shape hair only or they color. They don't do both sometimes because they want to mm -hmm. specialize. And sometimes you just don't want to do color because you're like, I don't know formulas, whatever. Um, but I was like uh, introduced to like amazing. The first day there, I think Gwen Stefani was in the salon. Um, Nicole Scherzinger, we all know her as the Pussycat Doll lead singer, mm -hmm. right? Like these people are in the song. I was like, oh my God, I'm freaking out right now. And um, I was like, I made it. I did it. I arrived right after award season, which is the hottest season here for stylists. Because it's like everybody needs to be in the salon. Mm -hmm. um, so I missed that window. So I like was low on the totem pole. I would only get like maybe 10 hours a week. Like it was really bad. I still had to keep my serving job at Black Angus. If you need to know about steak, guys, it's me. Um, <laughs> um, He's our beef boy. Yeah, right? I never knew it. Well done was like my life up until like, I think like three years prior to that. And then, um, oh. yeah. And then oh. I, they were gonna, they were gonna let me go, I felt, because there's no hours, right? Mm -hmm. But the guy who was on the show, his name is Brandon Martinez. I, I owe him a lot. Um, was my mentor, my last mentor, his stylist or his assistant just left. So he asked me like, are you getting hours here? And I go, not, not that much. And he was like, well, do you want to become my assistant? And I was like, yeah, but I would have to transfer only to him. I wouldn't be the salon assistant anymore. So I had to take a bet that this guy was going to lead me to the right direction. Right. And it did like, he took me on. I didn't become the salon assistant. I was working there, but no longer the salon assistant. And he'd opened so many doors to, to my life. One of them being like product development, mm -hmm. products in general, knowing products because he had his own product line. And he was like, you know more than you're leading on. Like, how old are you? I'm like, I don't think that's an HR savvy question. Right? <laughs> HR savvy. Yeah. You're like, um, I'm calling OSHA. <laughs> yeah, right. And in, in the styling word, entrepreneurship, you don't have HR, right? So I'm mm -hmm. coming from a corporate, very corporate world. Um, but we became really good friends. Like he, tra I traveled with him. I think this is when Matt and I became really, really good friends at this point. And I was never in town because I was traveling with my boss being his assistant. And we got like so many great things. We ended up ultimately working with like Nord Nordstrom's Neiman Marcus. That's when I got into the retail world. Like really honestly believe in the dream and it just keeps rolling. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So that's the the life. And then I moved to LA like a year later after that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I had to, I wouldn't have been able to make it. Yeah. And you, so you were an assistant and then, and then you at some point went off on your own cause you were then yeah. networking. I went off on my own. Uh, one of the opportunities actually I left earlier than two, two years. Um, one of the things that really broke me through, oh my God, if anybody finds this, I will die. Um, one of the things that broke me through was Tyra Banks. This was like the Michelle fan. Anybody who knows Michelle Mm -hmm. fan, she's like obviously Ipsy or owner of Ipsy and more. Um, she really paved the way for how to culture of like makeup and whatnot. Um, her in general, I know there's more people, but like her I'm pointing out. So Tyra Banks was starting her own how to channel. It's called type F and um, yeah. And so people, I think it's like type fierce, you know, oh. like, I think that's what it was, but, um, don't quote me on that, but they were casting stylists and somebody had anonymously given my name and said like, you should, you should hire this boy. And I think it was like a Neiman Marcus connect. Maybe, I don't mm-hmm. know, but they called me up. They looked at me and said, you got the job. Can you start this week, I didn't even know what the job was. Like, did not know anything, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yes, for money, uh, absolutely." You know, <laughs> um, they were paying me such good money. I won't name what it is, but like, they were paying really. It's probably the most money at that moment in my life I've ever made um, per video. So it was me making how-to videos for hair. Didn't know jack shit. Just let me tell you that. That's when I definitely upped my styling game for sure. Like I was I was like, oh my gosh, how do you create this? At times they would just say, can you create a bow on someone's head? I don't know how to do that. Like, yeah, sure. And those were the videos <laughs> I did. hairspray. I think I did <laughs> probably like 50 to 80 videos. I don't remember. It was such a blur. But Where I do got, these live now? Where do the YouTube? Where can the viewers Supposedly find them? Supposedly live. YouTube. So if you can find it, like, let me know. You might win what? something from me. But <laughs> Somebody can win something from yeah, David. Because David's usually the video, winner. I know. I know. But these videos, <laughs> are, I don't know if you know if they're in existence anymore. But so I did so many videos and I got like Let's notoriety, see. I feel like, because of that. And like Matt's looking them up right now. That was my first very first intro into a YouTube culture, like how to make videos, stuff like that. I started making my own videos on YouTube, mm-hmm. like making fun, like Tosh 2.0-esque styling videos because this guy next door to me was a student at like a film school. And he was, and I asked him if I paid you like 300 bucks, can you help me video and edit this stuff? And that's how it happened. That's how, so when Buzzfeed came, into like the picture, right? I think it was so easy because it was like, oh, I've done this forever. And mm-hmm. I think at the time it was so, people were like, how are you? And I'm not tuning my own horn, but like, how are you so natural at doing a one take? I'm like, oh, I've been doing this forever, like for three years now, right? Yeah. So it was really, really cool. Like everything just kind of led up to the next, you know? Well, David, it has been a pleasure having you on You Can Sit With Us. We always love when you're here. And you're actually going to join us for another episode? I believe so. Yeah. And this next episode, David's just going to be here for advice. So we're going to be taking your questions um, that have already been Uh, (laughs) pre-chosen. And David will give out some of his, you know, sage advice. advice. Yeah. Hairstylists are very good therapists. As you have heard, he has lived. He has lived. He has lived a life. So he will have all all of my 25 years, you guys. He will sell you life. Yeah. Uh, Just wait, you guys.
Well, we will see. (laughs) Just wait. Just you. We're waiting on bated breath. (laughs) So, everybody, thank you for sitting with us. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, commenting, downloading wherever you get your podcasts, peeing after sex, uh, tipping your servers, being nice to people, getting vaccinated for all the things you need to get vaccinated for. Uh, uh, Listerine your way into mouthwash. Use uh, mouthwash. Was, please, thank God. And be nice to people. Yes, be nice. all the time. Yeah. Just be nice. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.